Hey, what's going on? It's Pastor Jay, and I'm so happy that you joined us tonight for Re-Up Online. Listen, as you know, we are under a national restriction and quarantine where we cannot meet uh, as a group physically in our physical location here. Uh, we do this every Thursday night at the Village Church that is 2800 North Chamberlain Avenue, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so since we could not meet tonight in the physical, I did not want to let those restrictions keep me from being able to share the word of God with you in a special and a unique way tonight. So listen, I miss my village family right now. I'm sitting here in this empty room and I'm just imagining y'all sitting here right now, but know that trouble won't last always. So I look forward to you guys being here with me very, very soon so we can do what we do again. But on tonight, uh, I did want to uh, not necessarily preach to you like I would normally do on a Thursday night, but I did want to come on and encourage you and give you some words of encouragement and uh, some hope in this time that we're living in. For surely we are living in an uncertain time right now. It's just a space of uncertainty and I feel it. And if I feel it, I know you're feeling it as well. And so I want to utilize this time together for us to get stronger in our faith and really cast out all doubt and frustrations, worry, anxieties, whatever you may be feeling, we're gonna utilize this time to explore what that is, but also explore what God says to do about it. And so again, um, I thank you for being here tonight and uh, let's get through it, all right? So I talked about uncertainty. Uncertainty, uh, what that really means is the lack of confidence. Uncertainty is the door frame that leads into the space of doubt. And there are many reasons why we experience doubt. Sometimes doubt comes from new challenges arising, new pressures, and not knowing how to adjust to those new challenges or new experiences. Other times it's the fear of the unknown, not knowing what tomorrow is gonna look like. Not knowing, honestly, in this case of this pandemic, what the next hour is gonna look like because things are changing moment by moment. But despite being in an uncertain season right now, the Bible tells us what to do when we arrive and come to these moments. And what it tells us in Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer, and petition with thanksgiving, present our request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. This scripture is so powerful because it sums up where we are right now. It seems like everybody's anxious, everybody's on edge, nobody knows, but in the midst of it all, it's two things that we can do. Either we can worry ourselves to death or we can seek God for guidance and answers. And he encourages us to pray to him. And how does he want us to pray to him? He asks us to pray and petition to him with thanksgiving, making our requests present to God. So during this time, this is not a time to, uh, to do one of those prayers to say, Lord, just heal everybody, make everything all right. But God is asking us to be very specific with our prayers. Only you know what you're dealing with. Only you know how this pandemic is, is affecting you or your family personally. So what God is asking us to do is make our petitions, our specific prayers known to him. And if we're specific, God is specific in the way that he 
will see us through in the way that he will answer those prayers. And so uh, he's telling us not to worry. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Paul is writing. This. He's saying, don't be anxious. I know that the news is saying one thing. I know that our phones every five minutes is vibrating because of this happening and this new uh, uh, thing rising in, in the case of this pandemic. But don't be anxious. As a matter of fact, silence yourself. Begin to pray and petition God with thanksgiving. What does thanksgiving mean? Thanksgiving means thank him for what he's already done. Don't focus on everything that is bad. Say, God, thank you for just allowing me the opportunity to still be alive, to still be functioning, to still have function of all my limbs. There are a lot of people that I'm seeing on television who are dying, who are passing away. But thank you, God, that you saw fit to spare me at this point. And when you begin to thank God, God looks at that and he says, because you thank me, I can bless you a little bit more. I, I don't mind giving you a little bit more health. I don't mind giving you a little bit more money here and there. Yes, your job may have laid you off. Yes, you may not know the security of your job, but if you keep trusting in me, if you keep believing in me and praying to me and being having a grateful and thankful heart, I will make sure that you are spared. I will make sure that you're taken care of. It may not look like how you think it's going to look, but I am a God that cannot, that cannot lie. I'm a God that cannot fail. I'm a God that sustains my people. And so that's what he's asking us to do in this moment. Don't be anxious, but be at peace. The word peace uh, means a freedom of dis disturbance. Peace is a calmness. It's a restful place. It's a restful state. And then the word transcends means to surpass or go beyond the range or the limit. See, a lot of times doubt creeps in because we uh, we put what we feel or what we believe in a box. When God's saying that I'm a limitless kind of God, you, I'm a God that you can't put in a box because my ways are not your ways. And the way that I understand is not the way that you understand. The things that I do isn't the way that you would do it. But if you trust in me and you pray, you can become at peace and the things that I will pour into you, the wisdom that I will give you, the peace that I, it will transcend, it will transcend all your understanding. There have been many times that I've gone through situations, uh, whether it be death, whether it be bad news, whether it be uh, just horrible situations to where uh, in my own strength, I couldn't figure out how I was going to make it. I didn't know how I was going to make it without this person. I was going to make it without this job, how I was going to make it without uh, answers. But God, in that moment, began to speak to me when I began to seek him for answers. When I began to seek him, he began to give me that peace. And it was a peace that I can't explain. It was a peace that transcended how I personally felt. And so God is asking us to be at peace and to trust him that he'll give us understanding that transcend all things. And one of the things that I do realize that many people are asking, and I've even found myself asking this question at first, if I be transparent, and is that is, why would God allow a pandemic or a crisis like this take place in the first place? Why would he allow the ones he says he loves? Why would he allow the people who he says he cares about to suffer? Can I suggest to you that maybe God has allowed this crisis to get a very much needed point across? To get across a point that maybe we have been missing? That maybe God allowed this pandemic as an opportunity to speak to his children because this is the only way that we were able to silence ourselves enough to get quiet enough to where he could speak to us. 
No doubt these times can feel like moments of suffering for many of us because immediately we begin to think about how this affects us personally. Uh, we start to look at how this puts us in inconveniences and how this puts us in places of discomfort or how this is going to disrupt our plans. Um, but taking a moment to think like that and not taking a moment to realize that there just may be a larger picture to all of this that God is doing behind the scenes. That yes, this has put us in discomfort. Yes, this has been an inconvenience uh, to many of us, but maybe God is doing something bigger on a larger scale that we have yet to see come to fruition. I myself, if I be honest with you, uh, wanna give a personal example. I found myself very irritated and frustrated when this pandemic first kicked off because if many of you know me, you know that um, I'm not a workout type of guy. I'm not a workout type of guy. I don't like to do it when I'm doing it. I don't enjoy it when I'm done. I like to look in the mirror, but I don't like the process of it. And so I told myself I wasn't gonna work out last year, but then towards the end of the year, I said I was gonna do it. And so I made up in my mind at the beginning of the year that I was gonna take my health seriously. And so I began to work out and it was a challenge for me. It really was a challenge for me having to rearrange my routine and do something different. But I did it and I was obedient to what I said that I was gonna do and so I did it. And the first week was hard, the second week was hard, the third week was hard, but around the fourth week it began to get a little bit easier. And when it got a little bit easier and I began to see results in my breathing and, and other things and areas in my body and my life, I said, this is something that I wanna continue. So it went from dreading going to the gym to looking forward to it. And so I began to look forward to go and I went and I went and I went and as soon as I get in a place where I like going and I like being there, I have to stop. I was frustrated and I, and I really fought with this because I'm saying, God, why would you allow me to start to get to a place where I've been avoiding to get to something that I've been trying to, to, to get to for such a long time and then when I finally enjoy doing it, you stop me. I was upset. Because the first thing I thought about was how this affects me, how this affects my progress, how this affects my rhythm, how this throws everything off. And so what I had to do is I really had to pray to God for peace. I had to pray to God for him to change my perspective about what was going on. And when I began to do that, I realized that I had a choice to make. And the choice that I had to make was to be disobedient because the gym is still open. The gym is still open, people are still going, the machines are still working just like they used to work. But I had to choose to change my perspective and take it from being about me and really see the larger picture. And the larger picture in my case was, what about the people in my home? What about my family? What about those who can't defend themselves because they're too young to fight off this disease? What about them? And so I really had to begin to think about others in this situation. And so I want to let you know that, that despite what plans this pandemic might have ruined for you, despite uh, the things that this is making it difficult for you to do in your business, do it for your job, despite what's going on, just try to look at the larger picture. What is God saying? What is God trying to get across, not just to you, not just to me, but to our entire world? You have to understand that 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. What does due time mean? Due time does not mean right now. Due time means eventually. 
You see, we will not always be quarantined to a house. We will not always be uh, or have to uh, have social distancing because in due time, once God gets done doing what he's doing behind the scenes, he's going to open it up to where we can be blessed. He's going to open it up to where we don't have to be where we are. And that could be frustration in a doubtful place, worry, experiencing anxiety. God says, cast all your anxieties on me because I'm strong enough to handle it. God's saying, I'm strong enough to handle what you're dealing with because in due season, I will lift you up. Humble means having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. I think we all under, understand that in this pandemic, we have to be, we have to be humble. And not only do we have to be humble, but we have to have the right perspective about this thing. Uh, we have to begin to see things not in the way that we would like to see them, but in the way that God wants us to begin to see this thing. Uh, because one thing that I do know is that when you have the right perspective, tough times don't necessarily have to feel like tough times. When you have the right perspective, tough times will allow you to be able to see the opportunities that lie within the horrible situation. When you have the right perspective, you'll begin to see that uh, that the opportunities that are that will lie within your tough times are actually uh, opportunities that far exceed what we had in mind. Remember, I told you that God does not think how we think. Therefore, we don't think like he thinks. And because we don't, God sometimes allows these situations to make us see something that we didn't see initially the first time. What am I trying to say? Somebody had a business that they wanted to start. Somebody had something that they wanted to do, but they kept saying, I don't have the time. Somebody kept saying that if I just had a, a time to sit alone and be quiet by myself, then I can come up with that creative idea or I can do this or I can get more serious about my relationship with God. And because of this pandemic of this uh, COVID-19, now we have been forced to the place to make good on what we told God we would do if we had the time. Yes, it's a time of uncertainty, but we can be certain that in these times, God can still get the glory even through the midst of what we're going through. And that's why I believe that we should begin to look at this time as not as punishment, but more or less a, a graceful and merciful gift from God. It's really a, a grace. It's really grace is what he's extending to us. It's an extension of grace because if we really be honest, our world, our country, and our society in general has really, really, we really haven't been kind to God. We really have not been kind to God. It seems as though we have removed God from every entity of our lives. We have moved it, God out of our schools. We have moved God out of our businesses and places of work. We have moved God even out of our homes. And this is just God saying, this is what happens when you remove me from your day to day. When you no longer see me as valuable, then I have to show you and remind you just how valuable I am because there, are, there have been moments in your life where you said, I can do this on my own. There have been moments in our lives where we're saying we don't need God, all we need is a government. We don't need God, all we need is a good job. We don't need God, all we need is food in our refrigerator and gas in our car. And now we look at the times and realize that none of those things matter. Why? Because the stock market is dropping. Why? Because so, most of our jobs are closing. 
Why? Because now when we go to the grocery store, we can't find the food. Now, when we go get gas, there isn't enough left for a lot of people. I'm telling you, we're living in a time where God is reminding us that he is the most important things in our lives. Not what we desire, but what God desires for our life matters the most. This pandemic has proven to us and showed us proof that we have lost our humanity in various ways. Right now, many of you can log on to Facebook and you can see videos where you see individuals who have been fighting over groceries, who have been excessively stocking up on things while there are others who are needing those same necessities, but they can't get them because other people are stockpiling them. And so now people are suffering at the expense of our self-preservation. God did not call for us to be uh, 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 stingy. God did not call for us to be uh, overindulging. God calls us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. But yet, look what this thing has done to humanity. Look what this thing has done to people. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4, it says, Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Truly, we're living in the signs of the time. These are the signs of the times. We are such a me, myself, and I generation. If you look around, everything is I, I phone, I pad, Facebook, selfies. Everything is inner drawn. When God gave his son, Jesus Christ, not for himself, but to deliver us everything that we're supposed to be doing as people of God, Christians, believers and non-believers is showing love and humanity, expressing it with our connectivity. When we push it out on other people, we are one connected under the same thing. And that is the same God. And I just believe that God is speaking to us in this moment. But the question is, are we listening? You know, I find it rather interesting that this pandemic uh, is spread through touch. And I find it interesting because when we had the opportunity to touch, we either didn't touch or we touched in ways that were harmful to others. We touched in brutal ways, unjust ways, and inhumane ways. We, we touched through physical touch, but it was not a touch of love all the time. And so now that we, we can't touch, we're feeling what it means to not be able to touch. We, we're experiencing the pain of not being able to connect with one another. Now we realize how important it is to love and to touch as brothers and sisters. God has a way of placing us all under the same problem, in need of the same miracle, desperate for the same God that we fight and argue about. We're all in need of this right now. We're all in need of God to work a miracle. We're all in need of God to, to show love. And I'm telling you, God is going to do it. This is not the end. This is only a pit stop in what God is doing. And what he's doing is he's preparing his people. He's getting us ready. Not for, for anything else other than when he returns. But the question is, will we be ready? But what I love about God is despite our shortcomings, despite uh, us not always getting it right. He always gives us a space of grace. He always gives us an opportunity. Second Chronicles 7 and 13 says, When I shut up the heavens and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land 
or sin pestilence, which is disease and, and, and epidemics and pandemics among my people. If my people, he says this, if my people would humble themselves, call my name, seek me for themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, not their wicked ways in this case, but our wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will sin and forgive the sin that is on their land. I will forgive them of their sins and I will heal their land. God is wanting to heal our land, but he's asking for us to turn from our wicked ways. He's asking for us to turn away from, from the evil and the way that we mistreat each other and all the evil deeds that we do on the daily. But he's saying, seek my face, humble yourself. Realize that it's not about you. Realize that it's not about a, a, a government, that it's not about a political party. And I, and I also find it interesting that this pandemic happened during a time when our country is divided the most due to our personal beliefs and political stance. God is saying none of that matters because the only thing that matters is that you love me, you put me first, and that you reconnect and show love to your fellow neighbor. I'm telling you, God is speaking in this moment. Did I not say that he also says that he will shut up the rain and he will send locusts to devour? Watch this. Do you not realize that while half of us around the world are experiencing the pandemic of this coronavirus, this COVID-19, that there are parts in various parts of Africa that are experiencing locust infestation right this very moment? That's a sign that God is speaking. God is showing you that everything that I've said in my word before still stands today. The laws may change. My word never changed. Though your opinion about the word may change, it does not change what I've said because what I say stands. It is the gospel. It is the thing that will be here before you and after you. And so what comes with this extension of grace from God? And we're getting ready to close. I, I told you I didn't want to keep you long, but I did want to place this in your spirit tonight. With this extension of God, maybe it's just time. Maybe his gift to us is time. Maybe it's time to refocus and hear from God. Maybe it's time to rest from our day-to-day, -day, our hustle and our bustle, and just get in a silent and quiet place. Maybe it's time for us to get a good devotional or blow the dust off our Bibles and open it up and read and begin to hear God speak to us individually and as a collective whole. Maybe it's time for us to develop our prayer life and get strong in our prayer life and what we believe and, and, and really get strong and, and, and deep into his word. Maybe it's time to reflect on our past and the things that we maybe have not done that was quite acceptable in his sight in the past. Maybe it's time for us to realize that there's a changing and a shifting going on. And this shifting is not just happening over the world, but it's happening inside of you. It's happening inside of me. It's happening inside each and every one of us. Maybe it's time for us to reconsider how we have been going about life. So, even during this uncertain time, it's a few things that you and I can be certain about. And the things that we can be certain about is I just believe that God is allowing time, number one, for those who may not know him to get to know him. Not only is it just time or maybe he allowing time for those who may not have a relationship to get into a relationship with him, but maybe it's time for those who maybe once had a relationship with him that maybe have fallen out of alignment with him Maybe it's an opportunity 
for you to come back to him. And then last but not least, I believe that it's a time that God is using this crisis to sharpen the ears, to sharpen the spirits, to sharpen the minds of believers and children of God. That he's calling us up and out during this season to not just be uh, intakers of the word, but to be givers of the word. Yes, we come to church, we receive the word, but now it's time for us to do exactly what he's called us to do. And that's take the word and make it come to life in other people who may not know it. Maybe God is calling us as believers to be intercessors for those who cannot pray or do not know how to pray on their own. Maybe it's God calling us uh, to, be, to, to activate our faith, to, to stop working in our flesh, but to really trust and rely on him, not our own abilities. Maybe it's time that God is calling us to be the light in the darkness. But not for our glory, but for the glory of Jesus Christ. Now listen, I don't know um, who this message was for, but I pray that you received at least something out of this. Something that will encourage you, motivate you, uh, that will relieve stress and worry that you've been feeling. I'm telling you, it's not over. God is doing something in this earth that is going to blow our minds. It's going to exceed our expectations. But the question is, are you on board? Are you in the right seat? Are you in the place that God wants us to be. And so even though the world is uncertain, I don't want you to log off this video without being certain of where you are and what your relationship is with Jesus Christ. And so I'm gonna give you the opportunity in this moment that if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, to do it right now. Because we don't know what the future holds, we don't know how long we have. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, even if we did, if we don't have a relationship with Christ, then it's a good chance that everything we've done in the past will be in vain. So I'm telling you now that God is waiting for you and he's giving you an opportunity. He's giving you time. He's giving you grace to accept him and be Lord of your life. So if you want to do that tonight, you don't have to be here in this physical location. You don't have to be here in the village sitting with me. You could be right where you are sitting and watching on your laptop. You could be sitting and watching on your phone. But this is your moment. This is your time. And I want you to quiet everything in the room. And I want you to do these things. I want you to say these things. It says as easy as A, B, and C. A, accept that God is the creator. Accept that he had his only son, Jesus Christ, die on the cross. Accept that he's the Lord of our life. Believe that he died on the cross for our sins to give us a new life. Not only do we believe it, but we believe that he not only died, but he rose again in three days. And now we will see, confess it, confess it with our mouth that we are changed, that Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life. And we believe it and we confess it, not just with our talk, but with our everyday walk and the way that we treat our fellow man. So accept that God's son, only begotten son, Jesus Christ was sent here for you and I. Believe that his son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. And believe that he rose again in three days and confess it with your mouth. If you can do these things, then you can be saved. So what I'm going to do in this moment, I'm getting ready to pray with you. And if you want to pray this prayer, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, say this prayer with me. Father God, I am a sinner. And I believe that because I have sinned. I have fallen short and become unworthy for your love. But I also believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins, 
to die for my shortcomings, to die in my weakness so that I can have strength in you. And I believe that he died on the cross and he rose again in three days with all power in his hands. And because he rose, I have the opportunity to rise. Not only do I believe that he died and he rose, but I confess it with my mouth that you are Lord over my life and I accept you in my heart today. And in Jesus name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, then you are accepted. What does that mean? What are you accepting? You're accepted in the house and in the lineage of God. You're accepted and beloved by Jesus Christ. God loves you, he cares about you, and I'm telling you, it may not all make sense now, but in the end, God's gonna get the glory out of it. Proverbs three and five, last verse, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So as you're at home and you're saying, I don't know what tomorrow's gonna hold. I don't know what I'm gonna eat. I don't know how I'm gonna make it. Stop trying to figure it out. And trust the God who's already made your path straight. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I just believe that you're gonna come out of this day better than you went in. I love you. Thank you for watching, tuning in. Listen, if you prayed that prayer tonight and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior for the very first time, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to inbox me and inbox our church on Facebook at The Village Church 2800. Just go ahead, send us an inbox. If you prayed that prayer and you accepted Christ for the very first time tonight, we want to stay in touch with you. If you are watching this through Instagram and you pray that prayer and you accepted Christ for the very first time, I want you to log on and follow us and send us a DM at The Village 2800. We don't want to take for granted what you just did. We're happy for it. We're glad about it. And that's something to be excited about. You have now sealed your place in heaven because of what you just did. I love you. Proud of you. Can't wait to see you. And uh, stay tuned for more information as we begin to give you the ministry and continue to give you the ministry through the Village Church. I love you.